There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This podcast is a Royfield Brown production. Find others on iTunes. All right. Yeah, I know. In an uncertain world, there's always music that can be listened to in good company. Welcome to Friday 15, the show where we speak to friends and interesting people to the backdrop of great tunes and allocate 15 minutes to both. Today we speak to Captain Warren about the golden age of TV that has changed our viewing habits and we'll bookend our chat, of course, with some fantastic music. Vitamin C is 44 years young this year, one of the simpler tracks from the German band Can. It got its revival this year on the Netflix show that started the birth of hip-hop, The Get Down. Thrust Entertainment Strategies, which does the digital business development end of things, which is kind of fan building for media companies around the world. Have I got that just about right, Catherine? You do indeed, Royfield. Now, so you do clever things around kind of TV programs. Now, when I grew up, there was no such thing as binge watching, let alone a box set. We are living in the golden age of TV. How has that changed our viewing habits around the world? Well, first of all, because viewing habits have changed, it is it has allowed for the golden age of TV. So we might want to flip that on its head mm. because I think TV's become more centered around audiences. Oh, but, um, okay, but I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go back a step then, right? Because you you know you've thrown a contrary note into my whole uh, whole program here. As is your want as, as my guest, right? So, 
If we go back to what's always kind of called the first show of this new age of TV, The Sopranos, did we have box sets then or did The Sopranos initiate the box set? Well, if memory serves, we did have box sets. Mm -hmm. um, And it's interesting because people still binge that show old school. I still hear people say, you know, they break out the DVD player Uh to binge on The Sopranos or The Wire. You know, if you look at any classic box set library, those are the those are the ones that people tend to to save, which is really nice because obviously you can get those shows virtually anywhere. So is that the only reason to actually still own a DVD? Just to get, uh, watch your old DVDs of uh, The Wire and The Sopranos, because why else would you have one? For sure, kicking it old school. I mean, <laughs> uh, <laughs> old-fashioned snacks and a DVD player. It makes for a, a great vintage night. Okay, so uh, you upended my very first question by saying, no, Royfield, you've got it the wrong way around, right? It's technology which helps to change our viewing habits. So um, tell us how that happened. Tell us which bits oh. of technology actually came into uh, our televisual world. Again, to be a contrarian, I would have said fans, then technology, changed TV. Let's talk about the some of the technologies because they're they're interesting um, in their own right. Mm-hmm. You know, when streaming really became high speed and possible, and Netflix uh, flipped the switch from mailing you DVDs to streaming onto your devices. Uh, that made for more comfortable binging. You didn't even have to walk downstairs to go to your mailbox. Um, (laughs) You know, iTunes, being able to download things and have them with you, to watch them with you when you traveled and you didn't even need to be within Wi-Fi range. So all of those things changed our viewing habits, but the water cooler has changed them as well. So how we use social media to communicate about television and very quickly share our favorite shows and topics with each other from around the world. So, you know, for example, you're in the UK and I'm in Canada. Years ago, we would not have been watching the same stuff, Royfield. And now, chances are, we have a lot of overlapping golden shows in common. Okay, now, in what other ways has technology and, let's say, fandom actually changed the way that, let's say, TV programs are produced or specifically how fans actually interact with them? Because I remember being a kid, I was a member of the Doctor Who fan club, and that's a pretty passive thing. You know, I I got a badge in the post and and, uh, a bit of a newsletter every month, but that was just about it. Audiences play a role in every part of the TV value chain now. So from early investors participating in Kickstarters to collaborators who pitch plot lines on Twitter and other social feeds. And then, of course, fans are critics. They can pan or laud your television show on the socials and the consequence can make or break your ratings. Okay. So we've got this very new way of consuming uh, TV where we as fans don't just, uh, we're not just at the end of the chain, as you said before, in terms of just watching it, but we can be involved in creating it, uh, involved in the pitch. Things are 
test marketed etc which would be other than the wire and the sopranos which are the two kind of classic examples give us some ideas of tv programs that haven't only just been um, a, a jolly good watch in the last let's say 10 15 years but also have helped to define this new way of consuming uh, tv well, one of the ones that I'm watching and enjoying right now is the American comedy Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Mm-hmm. The creator of that show, who's also the star and so talented, she started out as a YouTube celebrity. When before that, she was just a YouTuber and creating these incredibly funny, polished music videos. And now her show... Crazy Ex-Girlfriend has one or two outstanding, high-value, and hilarious, and sexy music videos in each episode. And so she's managed to take, I think, her involvement as a user-generated content creator all the way through to being this very high-powered celebrity. That would be an example of... um, You know, I think a new generation of television creators that we're seeing and enjoying. Okay, so talking about kind of cross-platform, we've kind of briefly touched on YouTube there, but how important or how detrimental has YouTube been uh, in terms of shaking up traditional broadcasting? Well, it's so interesting because on the one hand, YouTube as a platform has given broadcasters and rights holders the ability to generate a whole new revenue stream. So, for example, if you have a library of content, a bunch of shows, or you're the NBA and you have all of these rights, you now have a way to make money in your sleep because every time a fan uploads that, mashes it up, and you allow it to stay up, you can monetize against that. Mm -hmm. And, And of course, YouTube has become a channel that promotes television as well. So on the business end, I think YouTube has done a lot of favors for the television business. And then on the creator side, it's also provided competition, of course. So you know, on the one hand, we have these super high value, lush, big budget shows like The Crown or Game of Thrones. But on the other other side of it, we have these young YouTubers who are generating millions and millions of hits on things that they've produced in their bedrooms or on their street corners and um, have the kind of ratings bonanza that these big budget primetime shows have okay all right now uh, we need to take a little bit of a break before we come on to, to netflix and kind of niche kind of streaming services but one of the first casualties of the web's assault on tv uh was the fact that music tv mtv stopped playing music videos as you could of course get them on demand from youtube or the web whenever you wanted Catherine, who was the first artist that you can remember being captivated by on TV, the first music artist? Oh my goodness, on TV, I would say probably Elton John. I can't even remember where I was when I first saw him when I was pretty young. It was Mm -hmm. the first concert I, I went to. First musician you saw live was Elton John? Yes. Respect to you. 
Now, I, I, I must admit, I'm not the biggest fan of his uh, of his output, so to speak. Um, but what was it about Elton John? You know, was it was it the bald head? Was it the bad teeth and the glasses and, and the flares back then in the seventies that kind of got you into him? Actually, it was his storytelling. I. I really loved the Yellow Brick Road, and I would spend hours interpreting it as a poem and waxing on about it. I found, you know, how there's there's some artists that we just really click with, or we imagine they're telling us about our future, and mm-hmm. then I felt like he had something to say that I could learn from on that Yellow Brick Road. Well, if the first person you ever saw live is Elton John, music's pretty important to you. So with that in mind, what are we going to listen to now? And why is it important to you? Okay, are we going to listen to Superstar by Fiasco? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, fantastic. So it's very relevant to our conversation. It's, first of all, in terms of genre, as you will hear, it is a sexy hip-hop song. But in terms of theme and story, this is a song about that double-edged sword of celebrity and the limelight. Like many of Lupe Fiasco's songs, I would say it's highly political. And in this song, he seems to challenge himself and us to use fame for social good. So he asks us to think about leaving a legacy. One of of his lines in the song that's so brilliant is, he says, did you improve on the design? Did you do something new? If you are what you say you are, a superstar, then have no fear. The camera's here and the microphones and they want to know. Oh, 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 yeah. Yeah, uh, a fresh cool young Lou. Trying to cash his microphone, check 212. Wanna believe my own hype, but it's too untrue. The world brought me to my knees, what have you brung you? Did you improve on the design? Did you do something new? Where you naming on the guest list? Who brung you? You, the more famous person you come through. And the sexy lady next to you, you come too. And then the hitman, standing outside of heaven, waiting for God to come and get me. I'm too uncouth, unschooled to the rules, and too gumshoe. Too much of a newcomer, and too uncool. Like Shadow and Laville, I battle with it. Well, though I need a holiday like lady who sung blue Go back, whatever you did, you undo Heavy as heaven, the devil on me, two tons too If you are what you say you are A superstar Then have no fear The camera's here And the microphones And they wanna know Oh, 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 yeah And you better wear your shades Spotlights here can burn holes through the stage Down through the basement past the Indian graves Where the dinosaurs laid and out through China Nearly misses airliners magnified times five That's pointed at the rhyme of ricochets off the moon And sets the forest blaze Now that's important to say Cause even with all that, most of us don't want it to fade Duh. We wanted to braid, meaning we wanted to grow, meaning we wanted to stay. Like the governor called and he told him to wait Unstrap him from the chair and put him back in his cage the audience ain't phased And they ain't gonna clap And they ain't gonna praise They want everything back That they paid Cause they've been waiting since 10 To see the lights get dim If you are what you say you are A superstar Don't have no fear 
chauffeur, chauffeur, come and take me away. Cause I've been standing in this line for like five whole days. Me and security ain't getting along. And when I got to the front, they told me all of the tickets were gone. So just take me home where the mood is mellow. When the roses are thrown, M&Ms are yellow. When the light bulbs around my mirror don't flicker. Everybody gets a nice autograph picture. One for you and one for your sister. Who had to work tonight but is an avid listener. Every song's a favorite song and mics don't feedback. All the reviewers say you need to go and see that. And everybody claps cause everybody is pleased. And then they all take the stage and stop performing for me. Like ha 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 ha. Ha 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 ha. If you are what you say you are. A superstar. Then have no fear. The camera's here. And the microphones. And they That track um, was incredibly big uh, in the kind of middle to late 2000s and I didn't realise that it had that amount of kind of philosophical resonance. I just thought it's a rapper talking about fame in a typical kind of hip-hop braggadocio way with a rather good beat, but um, you vote my ears. Thank you, Catherine. Ah, pleasure. (laughs) Now, (laughs) Netflix... If I am a traditional broadcaster, how scared should I be of Netflix and Amazon Prime and uh, these streaming services? Because I can just get whatever I want whenever I want it now, can't I? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you're a broadcaster, Netflix is keeping you on your toes and you're also very involved yourself in this over-the-top streaming and catch-up services and allowing your audience to see your programs on their iPads and mobile phones. The Netflix effect has impacted how we view shows from other countries. So broadcasters are now competing, not just with um, the competition in their own territory, but with international competition on a really big scale. So I could go as a viewer really deep into Nordic Noir, a favorite genre of mine, and happily watch subtitled shows. And years ago as a broadcaster, I was certainly not competing with that. Mm. Um, But from a producer's point of view, Netflix and Amazon Prime have opened yet another place to um, to sell our shows. And so therefore, it's a bonanza. Each one of these services is allowing fans to rediscover shows from deep library and make connections to things so if you're really into um oj simpson uh for example you can uh go back in time you can see you know the the real news clips you can see the new shows that were made this year by fx and espn um, about about the crime and then of course you can share all of that with your friends on social media so just before we start to wrap up in terms of nordic noir fuel if, if somebody was new to that genre what would you recommend that they watch i would start with borgen 
Do you mm-hmm. know Borgen? Yeah, I do. Uh, yeah, and, and maybe not maybe not as noir as some of the others. And it is the story of the first Danish female prime minister, a fictional accounting of her relationships and how she navigates politics is so interesting, beautifully acted and and also a great family drama. So so technology now actually means, Catherine, that we don't just consume TV in, in new and unexpected ways, but also we can actually create it ourselves. What has something like Facebook Live or Periscope actually done for, let's say, news gathering or just for us being broadcasters and creators of, of media ourselves? It's, it's been a total revolution because producing things on the fly has allowed us to brush ourselves in the moment with the background of, of news happening all around us. And it's also, I think, opened the door for vulnerabilities around things like fake news, We have a very powerful device in our hands, the mobile phone. We have it with us all the time. We have the capacity to upload, to securely upload, which is great, meaning there are apps on our phone where if we're in the middle of watching something that is um, politically dangerous, we can make sure that it gets out to the world where other people can see it. So we're seeing... A lot of this real-time news gathering and citizen journalism happening in places like Dakota Access Pipeline and on the streets of New York. So that has changed, I think, the news value proposition. Um, And then we also see big news organizations like CNN using some of that user-generated content. So I would say it is a golden age of citizen journalism as well but that also holds risks for people that want to manipulate that so it's golden age of tv it's uh now the birth of citizen television and the future is good for television or is it going to mutate into something else well the future is fantastic for television viewers Mm -hmm. um and then the, the business of television, it definitely has to mutate. But in terms of television viewers, you know, the, there's this huge shift to mobile viewing. And this means that TV and mobile phones will continue to come together, which is great for consumers. Um, new kinds of antennas will now let you get TV signals to your phone for free without tapping data. And you'll also be able to interact with broadcast. So, for example, changing the viewing angle for sports. And then we're going to have virtual reality television as well as augmented reality TV like Pokemon Go, but with your favorite show. Oh, wow. Well, you know what? That that That's just about enough uh, for me. I, I, I'm still quite attached to, dare I say it, a good old-fashioned broadcast schedule. I think there's something quite noble in being able to switch on the TV and not knowing necessarily what's actually going to be there, being mugged by by a good programme. But you know what? I'm absolutely part of that Netflix generation and I love my TV programmes on demand too. And uh, I'm going to go and watch Borgen again now. Ah, that's, (laughs) that's great. Now, how can people, uh, if they want to uh, follow your progress on social media or contact you, how can they do that? You can follow us on Twitter at Fantrust, or you can reach me on email, kath at fantrust.com. One, two, three.
Side Pony is the fifth studio album by the band Lakeside Drive. The standout track is called Call Off The Dogs, a vintage-inspired 60s soul track with a weird time signature to boot. Hammersmith, London, Tom Vett has been a recording artist since 2001, having spent the previous eight years writing and recording in his parents' garage. A renowned musician, his third album, Luck, features a slice of goodness, pushing your luck.
show so if you'd like to appear on friday 15 all you need to do is email me i am royfields which is spelled r-o-i-f-i-e-l-d at gmail.com you can follow me on social media specifically twitter where i'm at royfield um, i'm also on facebook of course um quite simply that's just about it oh the last thing before i go please go on to itunes and please write us a five-star review so we can launch Friday 15 with a little bit of a bang. See you next. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Next week, next Friday, for 50 minutes of chat and 50 minutes of music. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 